1: Once again, dear friends, it's time for a test. Now, don't, don't change the channel. This is a test to see how things are working. And know this through God, all things are working well. So from 1 John chapter 2, let's think on these things today and let's put them to a test. First, a thank you to our J-Webb, and greetings, everyone. We are excited about our broadcast today. Hey, we're excited about every broadcast from International Gospel Hour, and we are excited that you choose to be with us. And today, we're going to continue our Are You Studying series. Now, this is where we take a verse-by-verse study of a given book and chapter of the Bible, and today, we're going to continue that study from the book of 1 John. Now, previous broadcasts of First John are at our website at internationalgospelhour.com. If you just click on the radio tab, then the broadcast tab, scroll down and you can select the 15-minute messages and you will find the book, chapter, and verse of which you are looking. Just look for 1 John 1, and you can find what you're looking for. We're now into 1 John chapter 2, from verses 1 and 2. We saw the test of sin, and it was met through Christ by the use of two words. Concerning Christ, the words advocate and propitiation. As the Christian confesses sins while walking in the light according to 1 John 1:7 through 10, Christ represents the Christian at the throne of God as our advocate. He's making the plea for us, and he is the propitiation in that he removes the wrath of God from one's life. And his blood is continually cleansing the Christian as the propitiation for one's sins. Now imagine that. I'm praying to the Father through Christ, my advocate, my intercessor as well, Hebrews 7, 24 and 25. And as I'm praying through Christ to the Father, it's as Christ turns and says, We know him And God's wrath has been removed and His blood continually cleanses me as I walk in the light and confess my sins. Oh, dear friends, what a beautiful thing. You see, I don't have to embrace, well, I don't know if I'm saved. God's made that clear in the book of 1 John. One can know. On the other hand, I'm not going to be so arrogant as to think, Well, once I'm saved, I'm always saved, and I can do whatever I want. Well, that violates walking in the light. Oh, I love God's plan through His Word. So we're going to continue these thoughts with verse 3 in a moment. But first, can I ask a question? Have you downloaded our app? For your smartphone, it's absolutely free. And here's our J-Web with more information. The International
0: Gospel Hour app is available for your iPhone or Android. Go to the App Store for iPhones and Google Play for your Android. Search International Gospel Hour and download our app absolutely free. You can have access to our website, social media, podcasts, our YouTube channel, and other resources all by the touch of your finger in the palm of your hand. Please download the International Gospel Hour app today.
1: Now, let's continue our study from 1 John 2, verses 3 through 6. John writes, Now by this we know that we know Him, that's speaking of Christ, if we keep His commandments. And He who says, I know Him, and does not keep His commandments, is a liar, And the truth is not in him, but whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. And by this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Let's put it to the test, dear friends. Let's talk about the test of knowledge. When we consider verses 3 through 5, what we have finished reading, here we go. It's the first time that John uses the word, no. And let me tell you something, friends. He is going to take on the Gnostics with this one, that false doctrine that we've discussed in other broadcasts that John is dealing with. He is going to take on that doctrine. Now, a quick review of the Gnostic teaching. The word Gnostic is spelled with a G, G G-N-O-S-T-I-C-S, Gnostics, the G is silent. Some years ago, I remembered reading an article called Return of the Cainites, from World Magazine, back in 2006, and a gentleman by the name of Jean Edward Veith wrote, and he was talking about the Gnostics and their influence, and I love the definition. So as a way to kind of refresh us here, the Gnostics were Eastern mystics who taught that the physical realm is intrinsically evil and that the spirit can be freed from its bondage to physicality through the attainment of secret knowledge or gnosis. They rejected the doctrine, the Christian doctrine of creation, saying the material world is evil. They denied the incarnation, saying that Christ was a spiritual being who brought the secret knowledge and denying that he became flesh. And they denied the redemption, saying that sin is not a moral failure since what we do in the flesh does not affect our spirits, but simply a lack of spiritual knowledge. Dear friends, that's an accurate description, another way to define the teaching of the Gnostics. And may I add, dear friends, with all grace and kindness, that's the biggest bunch of nothing that I've ever heard in my life. When you and I look at how they reject the creation, and they reject the incarnation, or they reject Christ as a spiritual being, and then denying the redemption, and, and what we do in the flesh does not affect our spirits. Folks, when you read that It's funny, none of us would grasp it, but sometimes we can see that seed or that thread sown throughout the religious world, but the word no, K-N-O-W, and 1 John chapter 2 beginning with the verse 3 is powerful. It's a word that simply means to be taking in, soaking up knowledge and to come to know, to recognize and understand completely. It also values the importance of the one who is knowledgeable because they have worked to study toward that. I know Christ and if so, he will know me and we know each other. This will eliminate the concept folks of well, you cannot know truth john eight thirty two says "You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So when individuals say, "Well, you cannot know truth, well, my question off the bat is number one, Christ says that I can, but number two, how do you know I can't know that doesn't gel, dear friends. And it also defeats the I think and I feel segment of the religious world. Somebody will pat themselves on the chest and say, you know, I know what the Bible says, but I feel it right here. Well, dear friends, we need to know what the Bible says and then make that our feeling. Someone says, well, I think it should be this way or I think this. Well, dear friends, if we're thinking of something that God has already thought out through his word, quit thinking and start knowing. You see, in keeping his commandments, we cannot be like those in the day of Titus in Titus one verse sixteen. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate the word "keep knowing or the word "keep" there denotes a continual keeping of the commandments. Jesus said, "If we love him, he'll keep, we'll keep his commandments john fourteen fifteen And this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous or burdensome, 1 John 5.3. Keeping the word of God is parallel to keeping His commandments, and that is a continual thought there of that word keep, of keep on keeping, of knowledge, keep on knowing. This is how the love of God is perfected in us by loving truth, 1 John three eighteen and nineteen, and bearing fruit, Matthew seven verse twenty, and Galatians five twenty two and twenty three. My friend Keith Mosier, love that good brother. He put it this way as a comment uh, commentary from First John three twenty three. John puts keeping and commandments together to produce love. You know, as I look more of this subject about Gnosticism and all the things, Robertson's word picture on page 209, volume 6, says, John has no patience with professional perfectionists. And we see that back in chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. But he has still less with loose livers like some of the Gnostics who went to all sorts of excesses without shame. What a stunning thought. So don't let the Gnostics take from us what we have. You ever heard someone say, well, I I, I know what the Bible says, but I believe that God wants me to be happy. Or God loves us all. Or should marriage allow this or that? Now, dear friends, it is true. God loves us all. He sent his son to die for us. But we just can't stop and live any way we want when God's made it possible for us to grow in love unto Him. God wants us to be happy, but God wants us to be happy according to His plan and His way. There is no doubt, dear friends, we can know and we can have victory in Jesus. Very quickly, our J-Webb with our Victory in Jesus study. Let's hear from our brother J. We are
0: so thankful for you, our listeners, and your desire to know more about Christ. Our free study offer on this program is Victory in Jesus, a wonderful study booklet. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at one 855 IGH 6988. Please leave your name, address, and just say Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study in the message box. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now let's return to Jeff and our study.
1: The test of knowledge, dear friends, it passes every time because it's provided by God. And we're going to study more about God in another broadcast. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie. Keep listening.
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, InternationalGospelHour.com.